You ready to get in the Word today? Anybody ready to get in the Word today? Anybody going to help me preach today? Uh, to, today, again, I want to uh, continue to build on the subject matter that we started a few weeks ago recently entitled, Make No Little Plans Here. Make No Little Plans Here. I believe that's a word from heaven for this church. In fact, uh, a few months ago, I believe it was in the month of, of, of February, Richard Roberts spoke that over this church. It wasn't just a good idea. It was a God idea. To, and he spoke over this church to make no little plans here. We've looked at that video several times. But, but when he said that that day, God reminded me about this verse. And we're using this verse just to, just to stretch our believing and to stretch, stretch our faith that, 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 that God's bigger than, than what we think. God can do more than what you, you understand. In Isaiah chapter 49, verse 5 through verse 6, it says this. God speaks to the prophet Isaiah, and he declares this about our God. He says, I find the source of all my strength in my God who says, It is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob. Man, catch that. Get that in your spirit. If, 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 if that's all we were able to accomplish today, for you to understand what the prophet Isaiah is saying, he's saying, God is the source. He's the source of all my strength. And then he says this about your God. Your God speaks this kind of language. It's too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore and to preserve the ones of Israel. He says, I will also make you. God is in the business of making you. I said, God is in the business of making you. See, see what he's dealing with is that these, these servants of God are just focused upon one nation. And God says, that, that's just way too small of a thing. Some of you are just focused on yourself. And God is saying, nah, that's way too small of a thing. Some of you are focused on just me, us four and no more. No, 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 no. God is showing up in your world today. And he's saying, that's just way too small of a thing because you serve a big you serve a big, big God. He says, I will also make you a light of the nation so that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Do, do you see what God is saying? He says, I'm bigger than just saving one nation. I'm bigger than just delivering one nation. He says, I got nations in my heart. In fact, I got the world in my heart. Don't make this just about you. Come on. God is bigger than just you and your family and your little home. God wants to see this city saved. He wants to see this nation saved. Come on. He wants to see this world. God, God said it would be too small of a thing for us just to make it about ourselves. God is dreaming bigger. Come on. God is dreaming bigger. God says it's too small of a thing. I'm sending you. I'm going to make you a light to save the whole world. I wonder what God is preparing to do in your life and in your home. I wonder what God could do in you, in your neighborhood. God, God says it's just too small of a thing for, for your home to be saved. God wants your whole neighborhood. So he, wants you, he wants them here with you at church every weekend. Come on, we, we need to stretch our believing around here. So here's the truth. God always wants his purpose and his plan to go big. I thought I'd get an amen. 
I know, I know. We've done a good job at shrinking God around here. We've done a good job at making God so, so small. But I'm here to tell you, it's going to get in our hearts. It's going to get in the spirit of celebration. It's going to get in the DNA of celebration that our God is a big, 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 big miracle working God. He said he always wants his purpose. He always wants his plan to go big. It's the very nature of God. It's his ways. It's his plans. God's always wanting to go beyond what you could think or even ask. The Bible says that it hasn't even entered the heart of man, the things that God has prepared. You have no idea what is ahead of you if you could just believe for it, if you could just expect it. Amen? I believe God is looking over our lives. I believe God is looking over this church. And I believe when he looks at our lives and our homes and our families and our jobs and our bank accounts, and he says it's just too small of a thing. Come on, somebody needs to hear that. Come on, he looks over your finances. He's, uh-uh, no, 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 I can do more. Come on, he looks over your health. He's, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, 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 I, can do, I don't care what the doctor said last week. I can do big things in your life. I believe God looks over your family and those wayward children, those, those kids that aren't even serving God, those kids that are addicted to, to, to drugs, and God's, ah, don't, 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 don't get stuck. I can, do, I can do big things in your life. Don't settle. Don't accept. Resist the enemy. Let me do big things in you. It's too small of a thing for you just to be saved. I want to save your kids. I want to save your grandkids. Come on, I want to save your neighbors. Come on, I even want your dog be happy. God wants his plan. God wants his purpose to go big in your life, in our life, in this city, in this nation, and in the whole world. God always wants our vision to go big. Huh? We, we should not, listen, even when we're talking about our, 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 our preparing for tomorrow, three, that, that's, 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 that's chump change for God. That's, that's not a big thing. It's big to you, but it's not big to God. But thank God, we're, it's not based on you. It's based on him, right? Come on. Is anybody excited that God can do more? God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could think or ask. almost feel like I need to stay there for 30 minutes just to pound that in. Come on. God's a big God. Come on. You're not stuck. Come on. Don't shrink your God. It's like that old movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I think most of the churches shrunk, the, shrunk their God, made him small, limited him. God's able. I said, God is able. I said, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. That I said, God is able to heal you of that cancer. God is able to dissolve that growth. God is able to restore that home, restore that. God, somebody shout, God is able. Come on, we're going to get this in the DNA of this church. God is able. He's a big, 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 big God too small of a thing. You need to dream bigger. You need to believe bigger. You need to expect bigger. I'm here to tell you, if we'll do what we need to do today, God will roll back the, the drapes and the curtains and show you miracles in your tomorrow. So let me jump back into this and teach a little bit. I think it'll help lay in a foundation. I'm excited about this because the Bible says that God confirms his word with signs following. So if we just sit here and shout and don't preach his word, then God has nothing to confirm. 
So some of you might think, well, well is this really important? It's, it's absolutely important. What I'm going to teach today is absolutely important for God to be able to do it in our lives. Amen? So I'm going to continue to talk about who we are and where we're going. In fact, I'm going to answer that. If you'll stick around long enough, at least give me 15 minutes, I'm going to tell you where we're going today. Would anybody like to know where we're going? Come on, the answer's coming in 10 minutes and 3 seconds. Where we're going. We're going to talk about that because as a church, we need to unite around what God is saying to us and where God is taking us. As a church, we have an assignment. We have a responsibility in this earth, and I'm here to declare it. I, I wish I could get some shirts around here, some hats around here. I wish somebody would tattoo this on them saying, we're making no little plans here. Well, I, I, I offended you about the tattoo. That's okay. I'm sorry. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a hat. We're making no little plans here. Say that. We're say, we're making no little plans here. Point to yourself. Say, we're making no little plans here. Where is here? Wherever you're at. Wherever we're at. Wherever you're at is here. We're making no little plans. In my family, I'm not making little plans. In my marriage, I'm not making little plans. In my bank account, uh-uh. Come on, God's going to bless my storehouses. See, the neat thing, here's the neat thing about Here's the neat thing about the church believing for God to bless the storehouses of his house. God says what you make happen for his house, he'll make happen for your house. If you want abundant storehouses in your life, then get busy filling God's storehouses up, right? So what we make happen for God's house, he's getting ready. Come on, get ready. Making no small plans in my bank account. Making no small plans here. Now, we looked at, and this is foundational, just some foundational stuff that God really talked to me about. I needed to teach. I needed to minister. So we talked about uh, three things that you need to know about God's big, big plans. I'm not going to reteach it, but it's on YouTube, but I'll give you at least the points. Number one, we, had a, we, had, we have to have an awareness and an understanding and a belief that God's not finished with us yet. And we've been singing it. God's not finished. If God's going to be able to do big things in your life, you've you got to know that you know that you know God has not quit on you. He's not finished with you yet. I could sing it right now. He's not finished with you yet. You've got, you got to know that. If your life's going to get bigger, if you're going to experience the miracles, you've got to believe that you believe and know that you know that He's not finished with you yet. If you need more on that, go back and listen to the YouTube service on that. We talk much, much about that. The second thing in understanding if God's going to do big things in your life is it's not just God's not finished with you yet, but you have to have a made-up mind that you're not finished yet. Most of the time, that's the problem. Most of the time, we just we think we're too old, too young, too fat, too ugly, whatever it is, Right? And we just, we just throw in the towel. But God can't use a quitter. God can't help a quitter. And you've got to have a made-up mind. If God's not finished yet, then you've got to have a made-up mind that you're going to cooperate with the plan of God, regardless how old, how young. Come on, whatever the excuse is, I've been there, I've done that. Well, you need to, you, you need to stir yourself up again. Right? You need to stir. stir. You're, you're not there yet. You still have a mountain to possess. You still have land to possess. You still have breath to breathe. You still have a life to live. 
I have to have a made-up mind that I'm not finished yet because God cannot use quitters. And then the third thing is we're not finished yet as a church. So, so important. We're not finished yet. There's only, there, there, there's only certain things in the earth that can be done by the church. It's, it's what Jesus is building in the earth. And the church has an assignment. The church has a, a mission. And if the church gets fragmented, the church isn't one person. The church isn't you at home watching this service. The church is the gathering of God's people that unite themselves for an assignment and a mission in the earth. Jesus is committed to building his church, and, and the church, therefore, has a mission and an assignment in, 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 the, in, in the community and in the nation. The church is the hope of the world. This city still needs Jesus. That's why he has the local church. Amen? This state still needs Jesus. This nation still needs Jesus. This world still needs Jesus, and the church is the answer to this world being touched by Jesus. So as a church, as a people, there's more to do. There's more that God has for the Celebration family. I'm here to tell you today we are on a mission to know God and to make Him known. That's why we're here today, to experience God, for, for us to have an encounter with God, but not to leave it there and just, just hoard that up, but we're going to experience God, and then we're going to take that experience so somebody else can experience God, right? So we're here to raise up that next generation, to expand our reach, to touch more lives, to rescue more people, to see more lives transformed and healed by the power of Almighty God. Again, at celebration, I'm going to say it and I'm going to keep saying it, we're making no little plans here. Better than ever. Somebody shout better than ever. Now, Last time we were together, this is just a quick review here. Last time we were together, God began to talk to us about three things that he began to talk to Joshua and the people when he began to do big things in their life. Um, and I want us to go back and I want us to look at those again. Again, God's doing big things. He's got, he's, 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 uh, most of us know the story. He's getting ready to take his people into the promised land. They're getting ready to cross over the Jordan into the land of abundance. They've waited for 40 years. This is huge for them. They've come out of slavery. They've wandered in the wilderness. And now God is getting ready to do big things in their life. But before they cross over, and they're going to have to possess and, and uh, take territory, actually 31 different cities that they're going to have to possess. The first thing that God wants to do is he wants to talk to them about three things. I believe it's the same three things God wants to talk to you about if you're going to see the big things of God in your tomorrow. So, so God talks to them. We introduced it last week. He talked to them about their yesterdays, their todays, and their tomorrows. Before you can cross over, before I can give you the promised land, before you can step into the place of abundance, before you embrace what I have promise to give you, God says, I need to talk to you about three different things. And the first thing he talks to them was about their yesterdays. And we see that in Joshua chapter 1. And I want to read it again and go through this one more time. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 2, it says, after Moses died, the Lord spoke to Joshua and said, my servant Moses is dead. Now you and all these people must go. You must go into the land that I'm giving to the Israelites. It's amazing. It, it, how many times uh, God talks about giving them land. 
Did, did you know that God has made a covenant with man to give them land? God wants you to own your home. Come on, God wants you to own land because if you don't own it, somebody else controls it. He's made, and, and you'll see this especially throughout the book of Joshua as they're taking territory for the kingdom of God and taking their promised land that, that, that God has made a covenant with man to give. Don't settle just to be a renter. It's too small of a thing. Come on, don't settle being somebody who just leases. It's way too small of a thing. Come on, you should be owners. Somebody ought to get excited about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I could go off on that. That's, that's, that's future messages. We'll get into this. But again, God wants to talk to them about their yesterdays, their todays, and their tomorrows before he takes them into their promised land, before he takes them into the big things he has for them. He needs to address their yesterdays. They're today's and they're tomorrow's. I, I really do believe with all my heart, before God can take you into your best days, before God can take you into the big things that he has for you, he needs to talk to you about your yesterdays, your today's, and your tomorrow's. You see, you see God shows up on the scene and, and says, Moses is dead. Now, you and all these people must go. You must go into the land that I'm giving to the Israelites. You see... Moses represents their past. Moses represents their yesterdays. Hello, somebody. And God shows up to a people that are in pain and that are grieving the death of Moses. But they're not just grieving the death of Moses here, but they are actually grieving their failures and their regrets and their disappointments of all their 40 years of wilderness wanderings. These people have experienced, when, when God says what he says here, these people have experienced great, great loss and great pain for so many years. Their yesterdays have been full of pain. Come on, don't let that slip by you. Because many of you in this room, many of you watching online, if you get stuck in your yesterdays, you'll never see the big things that God has for your tomorrows. God says, I got to deal with the pain of your yesterdays if you're going to allow me to do what I want to do in your tomorrows. So God tells them, Moses is dead. They, they knew Moses was dead. They knew they'd been grieving for 40 days, and God shows up not, not to make them aware of something, but to get them moving towards something. What God is saying here, you need to hear it. He says, you can't change it. You can't fix it. it it's, it's dead. But, but the truth is you're still alive and your purpose is still alive. You see, what God is saying to some two to three million people is, hey, don't get stuck in your yesterdays. Don't get stuck in your past. Why? Because I have a great tomorrow for you. I have a great future ahead of you. I said this the last time. I believe it's so true. What awaits you is greater than what you have faced in your life. Somebody needs to receive that today. And I know when you start talking about things like that, it comes, comes across as insensitive. And I don't mean to be insensitive, but, but there are just things in your life that they're dead. I don't know how else to say it. You can't change it, and you can't fix it. The real, reality is it's it is what it is. I don't know if it's the relationship. 
I don't know if it's that job. I don't know if it's the business. I don't know if it's the opportunity, the failure. Maybe it's the regrets. I don't know. Maybe it's the disappointments. But again, you can't change it. You can't fix it. But I've come to tell somebody here today that there is a God that is at work in your yesterdays, in your pain. This is what God, listen, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. This is what God says about your yesterday. There's healing for your yesterdays. There's restoration for your yesterdays. Come on, there's forgiveness. Somebody needs to hear that. There's forgiveness for your yesterdays. There's mercy. Somebody ought to get excited about the mercy. There's mercy for your yesterdays. God has promised his people that those who love him, that he'll take everything in your past, in your yesterdays, and he's going to make it work out for your good. Can, can you lean over to your neighbor and say, hey, hey, don't get stuck in your yesterdays. Can, can you tell them? Don't get stuck in your yesterdays. Celebration. Don't get stuck in your yesterdays. God's got a great future. I need you to get going. I need you to possess the land that I have for you. In order for God to do things, to do big things in your life, you need to know that God has healing for your yesterdays. That's all review, but that's better the second time around. Paul says, I'm going to be faithful to remind you. So it's a, it's a biblical thing to remind you over and over and over and over. So God says, before I can do big things in your life, I need to talk about your yesterdays. But then I need to talk about your tomorrows. Here's what God said about their tomorrows in Joshua 3.5. Then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do miracles among you. I like the NIRV. It says, it says, Joshua said to the people, set yourselves apart to the Lord. Tomorrow he'll do amazing things among you. Notice the promise about your tomorrows. They sure, a whole, they sure look a whole lot better than your yesterdays. God has promised miracles in your tomorrow. I know it's hard for us to believe it, but he's, he's not a man that he should lie. God has promised to do amazing things in your tomorrow. God promised these people. He says, hey, hey, I, I don't need you to get stuck in your yesterdays because here's what I'm going to do in your tomorrows. I'm going to do miracles, amazing things. Listen, there's some things in your life that cannot be fixed without a miracle. And some of you are living with them. Hello. Come on, the church is for signs, wonders, and miracles. That's what it says in Isaiah. We are a church that are for signs, wonders, and miracles. There are some things that cannot and will not be fixed outside God's supernatural ability in your life. What are you believing about your tomorrows? Are, are you... Are you just thinking more of the same? Have you, have you stopped and even thought about mixing faith with God, what God has promised? Are you just, you just, you just in a place where you, you just think more of the same, more struggle, more pain, more limitations? Or are you seriously committed and, and expecting God's miracles and God's amazing things in your life. Do you wake up in the morning with a smile on your face and say, I was waiting for this day. It's Miracle Monday. 
You know, some of you would shock your dog if you would just get up in the morning and act that way. Shock God, too. When's the last time you woke up on a Tuesday? You know, when we first started this church, remind me, we had a coffee cup. Remember that coffee mug? And, and we used to have this saying all the time, just to program people with the truth of God's Word. You know, that Monday's a marvelous Monday. Tuesday is a terrific Tuesday. When's the last time you just said, this is a terrific Tuesday? Wednesday, it's a wonderful Wednesday, right? Thursday's a thriving Thursday. Hey, Friday, it's a fantastic Saturday. What was Saturday? You guys remember? Spectacular Saturday. Was spectacular. And then Sunday was a supernatural Sunday. Come on. Some of you, you wake up on Monday and just so shocked you woke up. Just trying to get through another day. What would happen if you had faith and expectation to say it's Miracle Monday? Come on, it's Amazing Tuesday. Come on, it's Miracle Wednesday. Come on, it's Miracle Thursday. You know what God is telling the people? I need you to get miracles on your calendar. Come on, you got everything else on your calendar. You got all your doubt, all your unbelief, all your discouragement, all your depression. I'm looking for a people that are saying, hey, this is too small of a thing. I serve a way too big God, and he's going to do miracles. He's going to do amazing things in my life. <laughs> I'm having a tough time getting this in you today. Is anybody believing for God to do more in their lives? Do, do you know? Did you know that it takes faith to receive the promises of God? That, that just because God promised them, they don't happen automatically? And that's the reason why so many church-going people are doing without. It takes faith. What is faith? Just believing that what God has said is true and receiving it into your life. And the Bible says it doesn't take big faith. It just takes a little mustard seed of faith. It just takes a little bit of effort to say, you know what? I'm done being depressed. I'm done being sad. I'm done griping and complaining. I know it's easier to gripe and go, but I'm waking up Monday, and I'm shouting it from the rooftop. It is Miracle Monday. Miracles are happening in my home. Miracles are happening in my marriage. Miracles are happening in my family. In fact, miracles are happening in my neighborhood. Come on. Miracles are happening in my city. The phone's going to ring. Some of you, when the phone rings, oh, fear strikes your heart. The next time you get a text, the next time that phone rings, you should have expectation. Woo, somebody's going to fill my storehouse. Somebody's going to bless my life. We have been so conditioned in this world and so beat down with negativity and doubt and unbelief. But God is raising up a people. God is raising up a remnant of people that says, hey, it's too small of a thing. And God's got miracles in my tomorrows. Get miracles back on your calendar. Get miracles back on your calendar. God says, I have amazing things planned for your future. The cost of forgetting that you serve a God of miracles. The, the, the reason why I'm getting stuck here, I, I feel like, God, we're, we're not going to get through this again. There's a cost for forgetting 
that God's a miracle worker. In Psalm 78, verse 41, the first generation that God intended to take into the promised land did not experience the promised land because they did not believe. They did not believe what God had promised. So you have a whole generation, a whole generation, they look at the land, they, they say, yeah, it, it's, it's just like God said it is. It flows with milk and honey, but there's giants in the land and, and we're not able to do it. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. So a whole generation of people, a whole millions of people decide we can't do and we can't have what God, we can't receive what God wants to give us. And the Bible says that that whole generation died in the wilderness having not seen the promises of God. And, and this, is the, the, this, this is what the Bible comments about that generation in Psalm 70. Here's what it says about that generation of some two to three million people. It says, again and again they turned away and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel from giving them His blessing. That's shocking to me. They limited the whole question, are you limiting God Almighty? Do you, do you know what that word limit means in, in, the, in the Hebrew language? It means to restrict what is possible. Are you restricting what is possible? Again and again, they turned away and tempted God, tested God, and limited the Holy One of Israel. In other words, they shrunk their God. They made, it's, it's not what God can do, it's what you allow Him to do in your life. God's big enough to fix it. God's big enough to deliver. God's big enough to get the job done. But he needs your cooperation and a whole generation limited or restricted what was possible. How did they do that? How did they stop God from doing what God wanted to do? The next verse tells us, verse 42, they forgot his power. They forgot his power. They forgot his power. The Amplified says they forgot his miracle working power. When you forget God's power, you limit God in your life. And God says, I got to do big. He says, I want to do some big things in your life, but I got to deal with your yesterdays, and I got to tell you what I have planned for your tomorrows, but I need your cooperation. I don't need you to get stuck in your yesterdays, and I need you to get miracles on your calendar today. I need you to wake up Monday expecting Miracle Monday. I need you to wake up on a Tuesday expecting that I can fix it, that I can make a way where there seems to be no way. Come on, is anybody getting? God is wanting you to begin to expect and to believe that this week that is in front of you is going to be a powerful week, a miracle working week, a miracle of breakthroughs, a miracle of increase, a miracle of God happenings. When we forget the miracle working power of God, we limit God in our life. Our heart cry should be, God, I believe in your power. It's so big, it's so beyond me, but God, I believe you can make a way where there seems to be no way. God, I, God, I want to believe, I need help to believe. God, help, help me believe, Lord, help me to expect. God. God, it's been a struggle. It's been disappointing, God, but I know you can do it. I know you can fix it. God needs your willingness to believe him and to expect. Psalm 77, verse 14, you are the God of miracles and wonders. You still demonstrate your awesome power. This is who God is, and this is what God does.
God's miracles are what we should be expecting. I want you to hear this and thinking about closing. If I could get somebody, get excited. If God has big plans for our tomorrows, then we should be making no little plans today. Did a review again. I need to talk about three things before I take you into the big things. I need to talk to you about your yesterdays. Don't you dare get stuck. I have healing for your yesterdays. And I need to talk to you about your tomorrows. I need you to begin to believe and expect. I need you to get miracles on the calendar. I need you to believe that I can do great things in your tomorrows. Next time we get together, we're going to talk about our todays. There are four specific preparations that God asked them to do in their todays that moved them into their miracles tomorrow. Somebody just needs to hear that God can do it. Somebody just, I, I just feel, I feel like we just, I felt like, I felt like, I feel like God is just wanting somebody, uh, for us to just really stop right there and say, God, God, God is able. God is a miracle working because we've got a lot of stuff to get into and I don't think your, 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 your space is for that today. You just, need to, you just need to rest your faith that God is a miracle working God and that you're not going to be like the generation that limited God because you, do you know what it means to forget? Let me make sure we understand that. To forget in the Bible uh, doesn't mean that you just, just you know, it, it didn't come to mind. It just means you just neglect it. So when God says they forgot my miracles, actually what they did is they just got busy and neglected his power. They didn't call on it. They didn't pray about it. They didn't seek it. They didn't ask for God's help. They, they just neglected it. They, they just got busy in their work and their job and their career and their, their home and their, their activity. They just got busy. And, they, they, and by neglecting their God, they didn't realize they were neglecting his miracle working ability. Somebody needs to hear this today because you don't have to wait until you get the doctor's report. Come on, you don't have to wait until you, you bounce your account. You can believe for miracles to live in abundance every day of your... You, you, come on, somebody needs to hear that. Sometimes the only time we call on God and thank God he's going to answer, but the only time we call on God is in crisis. But I'm here to tell you, you don't have to wait for a crisis to serve your God. You can believe and expect for the abundant God to do mighty things in your life today. God, listen, God is there to help you. God is there to deliver you. God is there to change your Mondays and change your Tuesdays and to change your tomorrow. God is there and he's ready to do amazing things in your life. And he needs you to cooperate with him by not neglecting him. Amen. You receive that today? Come on, you receive that today? Why don't you stand to your feet today? <laughs> Some of you think I don't have anything else to preach. I do. I really do. I really do. It's good stuff too. Good, good stuff. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, does anybody need a miracle today? 
Does anybody need an amazing thing? Does anybody need some God help? Let's not forget who God is. Let's not forget who we serve. Come on, you might feel you're stuck, but God says, I can make a way where there seems to be no way. Come on, I, 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 can, I can put an exit right in that situation. I, I need to tell somebody this too. Hallelujah. I've been studying all week where 2 Chronicles chapter 20, where, where, where God's people were in a mess. They had three nations coming against them. It looked like it was over. There was three different nations coming against them in battle. Jehoshaphat, he begins to cry out to God, God, we don't know what to do. What, what in the world? In fact, he calls for a fast, and he has everybody get on, their, get, get on their faces, and they begin to pray, and they begin to fast. And he says, Lord, we, we don't know what to do. They're, they're trying to take what, what, what you have blessed us with, and what, what we're supposed to be possessing. They're trying to steal what, 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 what you have promised that we can have. You know, and that's what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to steal what God has already promised you're, you're supposed to possess. He's trying to steal your health. But I'm here to tell you, by the stripes of Jesus, you are the healed of the Lord. And you don't have to put up with any sickness or disease. Come on. But, but the enemy, he's always like that, right? The enemy's always like that. He's always trying to take over what God has blessed and promised that you could and can possess. And so he says, Lord, they're trying to take our land. They're trying to take our property. They're trying to take the, the, the promised land that, that you called us to possess. And, God, there's three nations coming against one little nation. God, we don't know what to do. And so they begin to pray. They weren't neglecting God. Hello, somebody. They weren't busy in their activity. They got on their faces, and they begin to cry out to God. The Spirit of the Lord began to speak through one of the Levites there. He begins to speak through one of the priests. And the priest begins to speak to Jehoshaphat. In fact, the congregation, he says, he says, listen, congregation. That's what you need to hear today. They're praying. They're seeking God. We don't know what to do. And in that prayer meeting, in that moment where they're fasting and seeking God, God moves upon a Levite, a priest, and he stands in the congregation and he declares this. And I declare this to this congregation today. He says, the battle is not yours, for the battle is the Lord's. Come on, somebody needs to hear that. I declare in this congregation today, come on, the battle is not yours, the battle is the Lord. The enemy does not know who he's messing with. He's not messing with you, he's messing with your God. Woo! Come on. And I'm here to tell you, God's never lost a fight yet. Come on, it's all gonna be okay. Woo! 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 I could keep you here for hours. I got so much I could do. One of the commentaries says in the original language, this, this verse could be said this way. The battle's not yours, but the battle is the Lord's, and you're going to make it. Somebody shout, I'm going to make it. 
Well, if God's fighting your battle, he's never lost a battle. That means you're going to make it. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what, I don't care what the news says. I don't, say, I don't care what your money says. You're, somebody shout, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Somebody shout, I'm going to make it. Why? Why? Because the Lord's fighting your battle. Somebody needs to hear that. That cancer battle, that's not your battle. The Lord's fighting that battle, and he's already won that battle that by the stripes of Jesus. Come on, everything is going to be okay. Amen? I said amen. You're going to make it. Shout, you're going to make it. Shout, you're going to make it. Shout, celebration's going to make it. Shout, my marriage is going to make it. Shout, my kids are going to make it. My family's going to make it. My money's going to make it. My life is going to make it. God is on my side. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Come on, somebody shout yes. Well, I guess you got the preacher, Randy, today. You're not the teacher. I thought the, I thought the teacher was coming today. Some things need to be moved today. Some lies need to be exposed today. Come on, some barriers need to be broken through today. You're, I say you're not stuck. God's fighting your battles for you. God is fighting that. God knows what you're going through. God knows what you're up against. And God is fighting that battle for you. Guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen? Miracles. What's going to happen tomorrow? Miracles are on the calendar. Breakthroughs are on the calendar. Amazing things are on the calendar for all of God's people. Come on, church. It's too small of a thing. It's too, it's too small of a thing for you to stay stuck where you're at. You serve a way too big God for you to shrink your God. It's too small of a thing. Come on, we're coming up. I said, we're coming up. I said, we're coming up. We're coming up. It's getting better. It's getting brighter. The path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter and brighter. It's getting better. Come on. It's getting better. Come on. You're not fighting the battle. God's fighting the battle for you. Does anybody believe? Now, what do you have to do to make sure this doesn't happen for you? Sit there like this and just neglect it. I'll act like a crazy man, and I'll step into my miracles. Come on, I'll, I'll, I'll possess my land. Devil, you mess with the wrong person. You mess with the wrong church. You mess with the wrong family. Ah, that's for me and my house. We serve in the Lord, and it's too small of a thing. We're not stopping here. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 